common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there. Happy Easter, everyone. Hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend, and I hope it was uh, great for you in terms of spending time with family and close friends. Scott Inez with you here on the Inez Says Podcast. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast all over the place. Spotify, WDBO.com, the WDBO app as well. You can also find me on the radio each and every weekday on WDBO 107.3 FM at AM 580, 12 noon every day for Orlando's News at Noon. Outside of Orlando, check out the WDBO app. All right, so over the holiday weekend, I got to chat with my father on Easter. He lives up in the Northeast. And other than Happy Easter and the regular pleasantries, he told me, Scott, I can't do it anymore with a clear conscience. And I'm thinking, well, what what the heck is he talking about? Then he proceeded to tell me, I am done with Major League Baseball. I pretty much dropped the phone. Now, to know my father is to know that this man loves baseball. I mean, he's 81 years old. He's still playing softball, for crying out loud. The man loves his New York Yankees. He's where I got my love for the Yankees, my love for sports in general. And again, 81 years of age. But it's his thing. I mean, every spring, every summer, every fall, he watches every Yankee game. Doesn't miss a beat. Doesn't miss a game. It's his love. It's his passion. The Yankees are his life until this past weekend, apparently. My father told me he's done with Major League Baseball. And countless others, I guarantee you, are in the same boat. They're finished with Major League Baseball as well. Look, I get it. I get where my father is coming from. Now, does MLB in the end care about an 81-year-old lifelong fan? The truth is probably not. That's a shame, but probably not. Baseball has been trying desperately to appeal to the younger generations in recent years, and perhaps that's why MLB, at least in part, made the decision last week to move its All-Star game from Atlanta, Georgia this year. MLB in the process basically sold its soul to the woke corporate elites and to the ever-increasing and lucrative race-baiting shakedown crowd this past weekend. So you know the story by now. MLB is protesting that new Georgia voting law that we've talked about on this podcast. Here's a quote from Major League Baseball. Quote, MLB fundamentally supports voting rights for all Americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box. That's what League Commissioner Rob Manfred said in announcing that he was going to pull the All-Star game out of Georgia. Manfred said protesting Georgia's new election integrity law was, quote, the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport. Mr. Manfred, have you read the law? Have you read the law? Again, we've talked about this new law and some of the details on a previous podcast, but what this new law in Georgia basically does is this. It makes voting easier in Georgia and it makes cheating harder. What's wrong with that? And Mr. Manfred here, you're talking about values? <laughs> you're talking about values at the same time, by the way, at the same time that MLB signed a deal with one of China's largest tech companies. It's called Tencent. And it's one of the Chinese firms that briefly dropped NBA games in 2019 after former Rocket GM Daryl Morey voiced his support for pro-democracy protesters there in Hong Kong. So, Rob Manfred, please do not talk to me. Do not scold me about values. You have none. This is about a corporate 
shakedown. This is about corporations like Major League Baseball having no spine whatsoever. You caved, Rob Manfred. You flat out caved and you're a coward. Why? Same old playbook. Same old playbook, different day. Racism, voter suppression, uh, Jim Crow, white supremacy. Take your pick. Whatever fits the shakedown cancel culture agenda for the day. And again, I addressed the new Georgia election law in detail last week here on the Inez Says podcast. For the sake of time, I'm not going to rehash it all over again. But here's the bottom line. There's nothing racist about this new election law in Georgia. Nothing. Nothing. No voter suppression. No nothing. And if you don't believe me, Believe the Washington Post. You heard me right. Believe the Washington Post. Certainly not a bastion of conservatism, okay? The Washington Post. Here's a quote from a column last week. The new Georgia law does nothing to return the state to the terrible time of Jim Crow. You hear that, President Biden? Black voters will still be able to register without hindrance, and they, like all other Georgians, will be able to vote in many different ways on Election Day, in person, before Election Day, or by mail without an excuse if they are 65 or older. Now, the Washington Post goes on to say this. Democratic claims that this law amounts to racist voter suppression should be seen for what they are. Overwrought partisan rhetoric that unnecessarily increases racial and political tensions. Again, not me. (laughs) Not me. The Washington Post. The left-lurching Washington Post. So I got to give credit where credit's due. The Washington Post told it like it is. Finally. Look, I position this podcast as being a common sense alternative to the insane, wacky things going on in our nation right now. I refer to it as opposite day. It really is. That's what's going on in our country. It's opposite day in America, starting with the White House and working its way down to corporate boardrooms. And it would seem that they are all doing everything in their power to tear apart this great nation with all this race baiting nonsense. It's scary, and it's all done under the guise of wokeness in which the cancel culture and the race baiters are now thriving. It's madness because the squeaky wheel gets the grease in a society like this, and right now, that squeaky wheel is the crazy, woke, cancel culture, radical left. But guess what, Stacey Abrams there in Georgia? Guess what? Your actions are hurting, guess who? Your people. Your people, Stacey Abrams. Those are the ones you're hurting Stacey Abrams wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. Now, she was the one who was instrumental in getting Major League Baseball, Coke, Delta. By the way, do you have to show your ID to get on a Delta flight? Do you have to show your ID to pick up tickets at your favorite MLB park? I'm pretty sure you do. Pretty sure you do. But anyway, let's get back to Stacey Abrams. She was instrumental in getting these corporations to basically reject Georgia's new voting law. Okay, and now... Now she has the goal to complain about MLB's decision. It doesn't work that way, Stace. That's akin to like robbing a bank and then going back to that same bank wanting to return the money. It doesn't work that way. And oh, by the way, the city of Atlanta, at last check, six of the past seven mayors of the city of Atlanta have been black. 60% of the city's area consists of predominantly black neighborhoods. Together, Northwest, Southwest, and Southeast Atlanta are about 92% black, 92% black. And according to CNN, MLB relocating its all-star game will cost the state of Georgia, and in particular, the Atlanta area, some $100 million in tourism money. $100 million. Vanished. Gone. 
during this pandemic because of a stupid and cowardly decision by Major League Baseball. Way to go, Ms. Abrams. Way to go, Stace. You end up hurting the people you supposedly represent. But such is life in the Democrat Party. This is what they do. Keep injuring the people that they're supposed to be representing. When are these people going to wake up? And let's be perfectly clear here. Major League Baseball wasn't the only corporate coward unwilling to stand up to the cancel culture in the city of Atlanta. Again, Delta, Coca-Cola, they all caved to the zany radical left agenda. And it really is amazing. You have a few nut jobs screaming racism and everybody turns tail. Scared, woke corporations are capitulating to all of these groups. Here's what I'm hoping, hoping happens here. I'm hoping that eventually the majority of Americans The Americans with common sense stand up and say, no more, no more to the radical woke left and these corporate cowards who are caving to this culture of hate and division. I hope it's backfiring and I'm looking what is happening in the world of sports right now. Is it all backfiring on sports? I wonder. There is no league out there that has become more political than the NBA and it's costing that league dearly. One only has to look at the television ratings for this year's NBA All-Star Game to surmise that the league has taken a direct hit. According to Nielsen, the All-Star Game there in Atlanta averaged about 5.9 million viewers on TNT and TBS. That was down 18% from a year ago. Now, it is true that ratings disruptions have kind of been the norm across the sports calendar since the pandemic started. We've talked about that in the past here on the podcast. Among the major events that have been greatly affected with all-time ratings lows, the Masters, World Series, NBA Finals, Daytona 500, the Triple Crown Thoroughbred Races, pretty much everything with the exception of the Super Bowl, which was still a bit down. But sports watching is stunningly much less popular right now than it has been in a long, long time. And again, some of this shrinkage may be explained away by the unprecedented impact the pandemic has had on the whole scheduling thing. Like, we don't know when stuff is on, right? I'll believe that to a point. But I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I'm living in the real world here. And what I'm hearing from a lot of people, they tell me they're done. They're done with the NBA. They're done with Major League Baseball. They don't enjoy it anymore because of all the politics and and what they see, especially with baseball and its cowardly stance and caving to the race baiters and the cancel culture. Heck, the NBA did it a couple of years ago. The All-Star game was supposed to be in Charlotte, but because of that transgender bathroom issue, they moved it out of Charlotte. It's a slippery slope, man. It's a slippery slope. I grew up by my dad's side, okay, watching our beloved New York Yankees. So many great memories. We celebrated in 76 together when Chris Chambliss hit a home run to send the Yankees to the World Series. We jumped up and down when Reggie Jackson smacked his three homers in the 77 series. He watched me run around the block in joy after the Yankees beat the Red Sox in the one-game playoff in 78, and we cried. We cried when we heard the news that Yankee catcher Thurman Munson had died in a plane crash in 79. I mean, those are just some of the moments that we've shared as Yankee fans, as baseball fans. And now, as of this past weekend, baseball has lost one of the biggest fans that I've ever known, my father. And I can tell you, He ain't alone. That's going to do it for the Inez Says Podcast today. Check me out on the air every day on the radio on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580 there in Orlando. I'm Scott Inez. I'll see you next time on the Inez Says Podcast.